G'day folks, welcome to episode 127 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray and this week we will do the usual roundup of security fixes from the past week. Plus we've got uh, some open positions I want to go over within the team. So if you've ever wanted to come and join our team, we've got a couple of positions there that I urge you to check out. But we will get onto those a little bit later. Uh, first up, as I say, there were uh, 35 unique CVEs that were addressed by the team in the supported Ubuntu releases. We had an update for Firefox up first. Uh, this is updating the latest upstream release, 91.0. Uh, this is for uh, our kind of standard supported releases. So that's 18.04 long-term support, 20.04 long-term support, and 21.04. So this included a bunch of um, fixes for vulnerabilities, plus some new features as well uh, from upstream Mozilla developers to uh, do better security things. So uh, particularly things like better support for clearing cookies, and that's part of their total cookie protection, and that would then uh, help stop possible hidden data leaks. Uh, so sending some of your you know, private data and tracking and things to various websites. Uh, there was also a change made so that uh, in private browsing mode, it would attempt to use HTTPS by default and then fall back to HTTP. And this is uh, the kind of functionality that has been uh, available through various extensions and things, but it is cool to see that going into uh, core Firefox now as part of private browsing. I wonder if that will eventually roll out to a sort of standard browsing mode as well. Uh, as well, there are some uh, security fixes, as I say, uh, things like a race condition on DNS resolution, and that was specific to uh, Linux builds of Firefox. This would lead to memory corruption, so the usual uh, kind of crash or possible remote code execution as a result. Uh, also specific to Linux was an issue in the handling of permissions dialogues. And so these are used by Firefox when, say, a website wants to uh, record audio or use your webcam or that kind of thing. And so it popped up a little dialogue saying, you know, do you allow that or not? Uh, I guess they're also used for things like uh, displaying notifications and the like. Uh, and the idea is you could have multiple of these dialogues. So the first one gets popped up and you say, you know, yes or no or whatever. Uh, then a second one gets popped up, but uh, the input handling for that dialogue would um, be in the original location of the first dialogue, even though the second dialogue was displayed in a separate location. So the website then, you could imagine it could try to trick you to click where that first dialogue got popped up. And as a result, you could you know, inadvertently grant permission that you didn't realize you were. Uh, and as well, there's a bunch of fixes to things like memory corruption issues in the just-in-time compilation of JavaScript and the like as well. So yeah, that Firefox version, as I say, is out now. Uh, an update for OpenSSH, uh, two CVEs were, or this was in relation to two CVEs uh, for the Ubuntu 18.04 long-term support release. And this actually goes all the way back to some vulnerabilities that I talked about back in the 11th episode of this podcast uh, a few years ago now. And that was fixing a bunch of issues. It turned out that when backporting the patch for one of those CVEs, uh, we inadvertently introduced a change so that uh, when trying to log in, uh, there would be slightly different behavior as to whether a user account existed or not. And that would then allow someone to potentially enumerate the different users on a system. Uh, so that uh, was fixed by just making sure that backport was done uh, more correctly. Uh, as well, an update for PostgreSQL, uh, two CVEs were fixed here, and that's for the 1804, uh, 24-4 long-term support releases, respectively, and the 2104 release of Ubuntu. Uh, both of these were possible remote uh, crasher bugs. The first one through uh, just sending a crafted TLS client hello uh, renegotiation message, so that could lead to a possible null pointer dereference and therefore crash of Postgres. 
And the other one was in the planner module. So this is kind of part of Postgres that is used to optimize your uh, SQL queries. And that would result in a possible out of bounds read. So if both of those have been fixed. Your Postgres should be a little more uh, resilient to those sorts of attacks now. Uh, also database related, an update for MariaDB uh, for the 2004 long-term support and 2104 uh, releases of Ubuntu. Uh, back in episode 124, I talked about a slew of updates for MySQL. And as you're probably aware, MariaDB is uh, the fork of MySQL. And so some of the issues that apply to MySQL often apply to MariaDB. And in fact, two of them did in this case. Uh, the others in that case actually didn't. Uh, but in this case, uh, a bit like the way we do MySQL updates, this updates MariaDB to the latest upstream point release to contain those security fixes. So that's 10.5.12 uh, for the Ubuntu 21.04 release and 10.3.31 for the 20.04 release. Uh, so as I say, both these include those security fixes as well as some bug fixes and the like. Uh, an update for HAProxy uh, was after this. Uh, there were no CDEs involved in this because they have not yet been assigned. I wonder maybe they will be, but uh, this was in relation to some research that was done and published by Portswigger. Uh, they investigated uh, HTTP2 handling, in particular the handling between HTTP2 and HTTP1 translation in various gateways and proxies, and they found a bunch of different issues. Um, uh, that would allow things like uh, to hijack uh, client sessions or poison the cache of your proxies or potentially steal credentials. Initially, the upstream HA proxy developers thought that they were not affected by these, but uh, then one of them did some more careful analysis and found that they did have about th uh, five or six different issues that they were vulnerable to there. Uh, notably, all of these can be mitigated by disabling HTTP2 if you're not using that, uh, or you can just install these updates. After that was an update for Exiv 2. Uh, 11 CVEs were fixed in this, and these go all the way back to our 1604 extended security maintenance release, as well as 1804 long-term support, 204 long-term support, and the 2104 release. Uh, these were, uh, I say, a slew of issues discovered by Kevin Backhouse from the GitHub security team. And being a large C++ code base, there's our usual mix of uh, issues that we see here. So types of things like out-of-bounds reads, um, null-pointed references, floating-point exceptions, so that's a divide by zero, uh, infinite loops that could be triggered in various cases, and uh, assertion failures. So all of these would likely allow you to uh, cause a denial of service against Exif2. Uh, so yeah, they've all been fixed. And after that was updates for the Linux kernel. So first one was for our extended security maintenance releases, uh, 1404 and 1604 extended security maintenance. Uh, this was in the NetFilter subsystem and the set SOCOP uh, system call against that. Uh, you could trigger a possible uh, out-of-bounds write, so code execution within the kernel. Uh, that was then followed up by a live patch fix, and so that applies to uh, all the way back to those extended security maintenance kernels plus our long-term support releases as well. So if you are running live patch, uh, you're now fixed against that vulnerability without having to reboot. So that is awesome. And remember, Livepatch is available uh, to our Ubuntu Advantage subscribers as well as community members. Uh, you can have it uh, on up to, I think, three machines uh, for free as a community member. So, yeah, go check out, uh, I think it's ubuntu.com slash advantage. All right, uh, after that was an update for the kernel in our, uh, our 1804 long-term support release, which is then used as the hardware enablement kernel for our extended security maintenance releases. That's the 4.15-based kernel. 
Uh, three different issues here. Two of them were use after freeze that could be triggered in the Bluetooth subsystem. So again, possible code execution through those, but more likely just a crash in the kernel. And as well, a null pointer to reference in the NFC subsystem. Uh, an update as well for the 5.4 based kernel, which is in our 2004 long-term support release. And again, is used as the hardware enablement kernel for the 1804 long-term support release. That had the same three vulnerabilities I just mentioned, plus one uh, within the CAN BCM subsystem. So that would be uh, uninitialized memory there that could then lead to an information leak uh, of kernel memory to a local attacker. And finally, an update for the kernel in our 2104 release, which again is the hardware enablement kernel for our 2004 long-term support release. That's a 5.11 based kernel. So that included all the vulnerabilities I've talked about before, plus uh, some access control issues within the Bluetooth subsystem, which could allow uh, a local attacker within radio range to expose info uh, or you know, leak info to them, as well as an issue within uh, the Zen paravirtualization subsystem where a uh, guest in a Zen VM could potentially cause a denial of service or remote code execution on your host. And that is it for the week in security updates. So I did want to mention some open positions that we have within the team. Within our certifications team, there's an open position for a Linux, a Linux cryptography and security engineer. So if you have an interest in security certifications like FIPS or uh, DISA-STIG uh, or common criteria, that kind of thing, and wanting to make Ubuntu, I guess, more secure and conformant to those standards, I urge you to check that one out. Or if you want to come and join our team as a generalist security engineer, so that would be uh, doing things like preparing security updates, the kind of things I talk about uh, in this podcast, or various new hardening measures, or working on things like AppArmor or SnapD, uh, and, and helping, I guess, build that more foundational level of security into uh, the products that Canonical makes and the Ubuntu distribution, I urge you to check out uh, this other position as well. Both of those links are in the show notes. Okay. So that takes us to the end of this week's episode. Thanks everyone for listening again for another week. It has been great doing this all again for you. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the team, you can always email us at security@ubuntu.com. We also hang out in the Ubuntu security channel on libera.chat, the IRC network. And uh, we are on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec as well. Okay, so yeah, I will be with you all again next week. But until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.